Tales of the Free Cities, Season 2, The Free Cities Draft. Episode 1, Resurrection. Amber couldn't have rightly said why she'd come to hide under the old bridge. Perhaps it was familiarity. As a lass, she'd played here with the other Brewer kids, mindlessly splashing through the muddy water as children did. She could only dimly remember those days. What little she did recall came with the memory of her mother, tanning her hide for dirtying her clothes. Years later, once they were old enough to start looking at each other with romance in their hearts, this had briefly been a hideaway of an entirely different type. She'd stolen her first kiss here, over on the opposite bank. She smiled kindly at the recollection. Looking back, she knew Stout had been as nervous as she, despite his bullish frame and confident smile. After that night, she'd never even thought about this place, let alone come back. Until now. Quietude reigned as night began to fall, broken only by the sound of water lapping against the sandy bank. Amber reclined against an aged wooden strut and watched the sun slip below the horizon and eventually collapse into a crimson smear. Unbidden tears came and went, Amber unable to blink them away. The setting of the sun was akin to the end of the world she'd always known. She didn't have to gaze through the gaps in the beams to know stars had already begun to appear far above. No doubt the moon seemed to follow. A new era was settling in, a strange beast come to devour the carcass of the old one before it had even grown cold. She'd been a brewer since birth, her family proud members of the aged guild for more generations than anyone cared to remember. The only aspiration she'd ever known was to join the ranks of the men and women of the Grand Brewers in a circle. The day she'd finally been accepted had been the proudest of her entire life. Now figures like Tapper and Spigot wouldn't even turn their heads in her direction. It hurt like a blade digging into her chest, sharper and more intense than anything she'd ever felt. Try as she might to banish it, Tapper's expression relentlessly haunted her. She couldn't recall ever seeing the Grand Brewer look so weary as he had this afternoon. Shoulders rounded, and deep lines cut into the skin across his forehead and around his eyes. The latter spoke of torment she couldn't comprehend, echoing from a depth she'd never suspected. Her mother's eyes had been the same. The older woman had tried to hide her disappointment, but Amber knew better. Her mother had struggled to find her place in the world ever since her husband's passing or sense of order bolted like horses from a burning stable. Amber's bright future had been the only source of solace for the widow, and now that too had been cruelly stolen. This morning they'd fought like only family could. By the end they'd run the full gamut, from bitter reproaches and small retorts, through to screaming at each other at the top of their lungs. Amber's exile even ceased to be the subject before too long, replaced instead by the tumult of emotions they'd never let surface since her father's death. Eventually, it all been too much. Amber fled, after offering her mother one final, scathing rebuke, her words deliberately spiteful. In the aftermath, she was a true outcast, without hearth or roof over her head, only memories to replace her absent cut. Amber wiped her watery eyes with a dirty cuff, Reliving the past in her head wouldn't solve anything. She didn't belong there, not anymore, and that was all there was to it. The skies were already tainted to shades of blue-purple, 
Blessedly, there were no clouds to forecast rain, but Amber knew she couldn't well stay under the bridge. The tide had begun to rise at last, water splashing her boots. Another half hour and it would likely be at her knees. With a tired sigh, she stood up straight and bid the memory of her first kiss farewell. Like everything else, it would have to stay here, left in the shadows. It was time to begin the rest of her life and find her way once more. Dragging one numb foot after another, Amber began to climb upwards, returning to the world. She didn't dare look back. Without a destination in mind, Amber had left her direction to her feet, wandering aimlessly and only mindful each step took her yet further from the drunken seamstress. By now she'd found herself on empty streets, solitary footsteps echoing over hard stone cobbles without replying kind. In the back of her mind she knew she'd have to find somewhere to spend the night soon, even if it was likely a tunnel or a dark alcove. None too glamorous for her first night as an exile, but anywhere would do to keep the chill wind off her back. Ahead, a single lamppost beat back the darkness, a pale oasis set against the inky black surround. A figure waited underneath, little more than a slender silhouette emerging from a pool of shadows at their feet. Thoughts of shelter forgotten, Amber approached. She hadn't realised how much she wanted to speak to someone until now, yearning for some human contact to replace the trauma from earlier. As her steps brought her closer, she saw the figure was a young man, a handful of summers older than her at most. He leaned against the post with casual familiarity, arms folded and sole of one boot crossing his ankle. A shaggy crop of hair crested his head, cut close around the temples and fading to a clean-cut jawline. Balanced between his lips, a thin cigar curled smoke through the air as he exhaled. He offered a curt nod, the gesture was open and friendly, Amber returning the salute as the voice of caution in her head abated slightly. For a long moment, that's all there was. The lad apparently in no great rush to speak. Amber found herself fighting the urge to pace from one foot to another. She had just about reached the end of her patience when he at last spoke. Eyes turned to regard her. I know you. Drunk, right? Amber felt her blood turn cold. She hated the name as much as any brewer did. Even knew plenty who would have drawn a blade for less. But, she conceded, this time it was shame and not anger which pulled at the hairs on the back of her neck. She forced evenness into the tone of her reply. Once. Her fingers absentmindedly stroked the space on her tunic where the cut once sat. Not any more. He seemed to mull the information over before speaking again. So what are you now? I, I don't know. Haven't got that far. Amber hated the moistness she suddenly felt at the corners of her eyes. A disarming smile broke over his face. Doesn't matter, you'll work it out soon enough. No doubt. Amber didn't believe the words. She wondered if he did. Mercifully, he changed the subject. I like it out here at night. Just me and my thoughts and the occasional mystery to be solved. Amber guessed she was the latter. Smoke? He produced a small box from an unseen pocket and deftly plucked a thin roll from within. Amber hesitated. She wasn't a stranger to tobacco. A few months earlier, one of Amber's friends had swiped a box of cigars from somewhere, and they'd spent an afternoon trying to look more grown-up in front of the other girls. Amber hadn't cared much for the taste at the time, the smoke heavy on her throat. Still, she didn't want to show any offence. These rolls looked smaller and less intimidating besides. The lad lit the cigar using the spark from his own, 
before offering it to her. Amber accepted, and took a draw, dry smoke immediately flooding her senses and leaving her light-headed. She hurriedly exhaled the bitter taste in a stream, hoping he wouldn't notice her expression. The lad was speaking again. So, got a name, mystery? His lips were turned upwards impishly. Amber couldn't decide whether she was the subject of a joke, or he was simply being friendly. She coughed. <coughs> Amber. Her voice felt tainted and heavy from the smoke. I make that about right. Couldn't put a name to the face at first. You played big league Gilball last season, right? Aye, last three games of the season. Amber answered cautiously, wondering where this was going. Midfield. Paired with Friday? Put to shame not more than once. No mean feat, that. His grin grew wider. He had good cheekbones. Smiling definitely suited him, the expression gradually dispelling her remaining concerns. Maybe. Won't be happening again, though. His brow raised and his lips straightened. So I guess you've been cut loose from the team, then? Something like that. She couldn't quite keep a despondent tone from her voice. The games had been the most exhilarating experience she'd ever known, now reduced to yet another happy memory she had to leave behind. Well, I'm sorry to hear it. For whatever the words of a stranger are worth, their loss, not yours. Amber didn't agree, but she bit her tongue. The last thing she wanted now was to get into an argument in the middle of the street. Nomad, by the way. He leant towards her, one hand outstretched, and she shook it. Listen, Amber, I might be able to help you. Do you have time to take a walk? Once upon a time, this place might have been an estate for some lord or another. Although judging by its run-down appearance, such days were long past now. They entered through a gap in the wall, with bent and rusted hinges set in the stone. The rest of the proud metalwork sadly absent, looted in a bygone age. The gardens beyond were in an equally sorry state of disrepair. Weeds choked the flower beds, and an overgrown grass swayed on the wind even darkness unable to mask where vines encroached over grey statues stained with grime. Nomad didn't talk much as they picked their way towards the sprawling mansion ahead, which suited Amber just fine. Her curiosity had been piqued by this strange location, so alien to what she was used to. Her eyes roamed restlessly, taking in every detail. The manor house loomed overhead by the time they reached the steps leading to the grand doorway, tall spires lost to the night sky. Closer to the ground, candles and torches illuminated the aged building, irregularly set in shallow alcoves and places where crumbling brickwork had created openings. The effect on the imposingly sturdy building was strangely comedic, Amber decided. It put her in mind of a child scribbling their way through a history book with a crayon. Home sweet home, Nomad announced. His pronouncement was met by drunken singing, echoing from somewhere inside. Looks like a DOS house, Amber muttered. If Nomad heard her reply, he ignored it, climbing up to the towering oak doors and pushing one open. It slowly swung ajar on creaking hinges, revealing gentle candlelight within. Coming. There was the friendly smile once more. Amber shrugged. It wasn't like she had anywhere else to be. She carefully stepped over broken chunks of slate, fallen from above and shattered on the steps, before hurrying after him. The entrance hall inside still held some majesty, despite having shared the same neglect as the exterior. Rows of half-lit candelabra banished the shadows to the corners with the cobwebs, revealing a grandly decorated space, 
with paintings hanging lopsidedly on the walls between the rich wood doors. Underfoot, a threadbare carpet had seen better days, but had yet to rot, only tarnished by explosions of dust kicked up by their footsteps. Nomad stopped to listen for a moment before striding confidently towards the first door, pushing it open without knocking. Amber quietly followed, unsure of what else to do. They entered a smaller, more intimate study, with heavy curtains covering the windows. A soft but flickering light came from several candles placed seemingly at random about the room. It was empty of inhabitants, but for the sleeping figure of a young man sprawled on a divan, the broad chair haphazardly pushed against the opposite wall. Amber studied him intently. Much like Nomad, he couldn't have been much older than her, his features boyish and untouched by the ravages of age. They were framed by a thick head of dirty blonde hair, tangled into matted dreadlocks. The rest of him was skinny, his body drowning in a shirt at least a size too big. Asleep, he looked entirely at peace in the quiet room. Nomad broke the silence. Hey, Lane, are the others about? The lad's eyes opened a fraction. Ah, hey, Nomad lad. Nah, most are out somewhere. Just me, uh, maybe Edge or Champ? Even thick with sleep, his voice had a beautiful inflection, a soft drawl from which words tumbled like smoke. Amber stared. Lane's lips curved gently at the edges when he spoke, revealing a strikingly strong jaw in the low light. His gaze, still a little unfocused, flicked in her direction before she came to herself and broke away blushing. Hey there, you're a new lass. Lane swung his legs around and rose to a sitting position, brushing his mane backwards out of his eyes. Here to stay? She was about to answer when Nomad spoke for her. Not sure, I'm just giving the tour. Thanks for letting me know about the others. He gently tugged at her sleeve, a sign they should leave Lane to his own devices. Alright, nice to uh, meet you. As Lane lazily waved a hand in their direction and slumped back onto the divan, Amber took one last look, only reluctantly leaving the room behind her. Once they were outside, Nomad smiled apologetically. Sorry about Lane, he's usually a little more engaged. She wondered what he meant, but didn't have time to inquire further. Footsteps heralded the arrival of another figure, this time a young woman stomping her way down the central staircase with deliberately heavy feet. Amber saw the newcomer was quite the picture as she came into view, hair bleached white down one side, contrasting with the dark bangs opposite. She wore heavy trousers tucked into a pair of workman's boots, with a hooded shirt which would have been better suited to a guard somewhere. Unlike Lane, when Amber caught the new arrival's eye, the young woman stared back fiercely. Amber quickly averted her gaze. She wasn't here to fight. The young woman hopped over the last two steps. Fresh blood, eh? Didn't know your sheets had grown cold, Nomad. What happened to the Valencian redhead? Gnaw her leg off and jump the fence like the last one before her? Dry humour laced her voice, and Amber felt an idiotic grin creep across her lips. Get fucked, Edge. Original. The girl slipped past, headed for the door. At the threshold, she leaned back and blew a kiss in their direction, ending it with her outstretched hand in a middle finger salute. Then, with a nimble sachet, she was gone.
<clears throat> Looks like I owe you another apology. Some of the inmates don't play nice like I do. Amber nodded absent-mindedly, looking after Edge for a brief second, before blinking and forcing herself back to attentiveness. She'd seen enough. What, what is this place? Why have you brought me here? If you think I'm some easy filly, I, I swear I'll... Her guide raised his hands in a placatory gesture. Whoa, don't get the wrong idea from what Edge just said. You're a nice lass and all, but I don't want anything like that. No, honest. Amber studied him with a tinge of suspicion. I wasn't worried. Her reply was colder than intended, but served well enough. She'd sized Nomad up earlier, contended that she could beat him blue if he so much as laid a hand on her. Ah, good. Yes, good then. He paused, some of his lost bluster returning. Why did I bring you here? Well, tell me, have you ever heard of the Free Cities Draft? Amber eventually caught up with Edge atop a raised circle of stone paving, overlooking a field below. Although it was difficult to know, she guessed by the dull ache in her calves her search had taken her halfway around the expansive domain. The other woman eyed her silently as she approached face lit by the ruddy ember tip of a rolled-up cigar. Below, a patch of ground had been inventively turned into a makeshift pitch. Small stones marked the boundaries, near lost to thick grass which thinned as it led to the centre spot, stomped into dirt by repeated footfall. Here and there, lumps of broken wall provided obstacles and barriers, and upturned soil beds served as slick patches of mud and uneven bogs. There were even goalposts, Tatty old scarecrows staked into the ground, sinister shapes in a world without the sun. The night's silvery moonlight bathed everything in an eerie glow, only adding to the surreal scene. She recalled Nomad's words. It's not much to look at, but this is where the names of tomorrow will make the first step on the path to greatness. This is... The future. Amber finished the sentence out loud. She thought she heard Edge snort beside her. So, he gave you the talk then. Wasn't sure he would. Couldn't decide if he had you marked for the draft or just wanted to bed you. Amber offered Edge a withering look. Assuming he did, you weren't any help. None of my business. Most women fall over themselves to climb into his cot. The wind had picked up, and Amber swiped away an errant lock of hair before continuing, trying to keep irritation from her tone. More fool them. She gestured at the cigar. Does everyone here smoke those things? Edge took a long drag, then pursed her lips and blew out a stream of smoke. Just Nomad and I, usually. Maybe some of the others around the fire. What's it to you? It isn't anything. But all I have to go on so far are the words of two strangers, both with a mouthful of tar. Edge's mood seemed to lighten at that. Amber almost thought she saw a smile. Nomad gets to be too preachy at times, makes listening to him hard work. Her voice was husky after the final drag. She dropped the stub onto the stone underfoot and ground it into oblivion. I don't know about his guild ball aspirations, but this place isn't the worst I've known. Better than watching your back in some flea pit lest a knife come to tickle your ribs, or sleeping out rough in the rain. Amber waited, wondering if Edge would elaborate further. When no explanation came, she spoke instead. So you don't care about the game at all? The other woman seemed to mull the question over, returning her eyes to the pitch. I'm good at it, they tell me, like I should care. She paused. But it gives me a roof over my head, most importantly. After that, I don't mind. No matter how many times someone tells me the scout is sniffing around. Amber nodded along, but she doubted the words were entirely true. 
Edge held her head high, chin pointing defiantly upwards. It was almost as though she was trying to prove something to herself as much as Amber. She chose not to give voice to her suspicions, and found herself stifling a yawn instead. It had been a long day. Mm-hmm. You want a place to bed down for the night? Amber felt panic chase across her. Half embarrassed, Edge had interpreted the yawn as a request, half ashamed to admit the truth. At once, steely reserve began to fade away, revealing the scared girl from earlier in the day. If it's, if it's no trouble. The battle to keep her voice even was far harder than she'd expected. Fine with me. No skin off my nose. Haven't shared for a while. Just don't expect to stay up talking like maids all night. If you're looking for that, you can wait for Cammy to come back. Um, no, I don't. And thank you. Ed shrugged the sentiment off, turning back towards the mansion. Amber remained for a moment, her eyes looking on at the field below. Clumps of grass swayed against the wind, and ripples of silver shimmered from small puddles. I've seen you play. You're one of us. There's raw talent in you which the word ill deserves to see wasted. So take charge. Push back against whatever happens to you. Memories of previous games flooded back. The sun beating down exhaustingly, fatigue creeping into her limbs. Angry shouting all around, but the cheers even louder. The thud of heavy footsteps as the big lads thundered past her. Tapper and Hooper charging into the opposition, weapons raised. She knew she'd kick herself forever if she didn't take this opportunity. The camaraderie, the rush of stepping out in front of the crowd, the pursuit of victory. She'd never known how vital that was, or how much she needed it, until this moment, when everything else was stripped away. What have you got to lose? Nomad's voice came to her again, this time his final words before she'd stepped outside. Amber looked at her tunic, at the spot where the cut had sat, now glaringly absent. Nothing. I've already lost it all. A shaky hand cleared eyes threatening to well up again. She would cry no more. She might not be a brewer anymore, but that didn't mean she had become weak. She had been raised with dignity, and it was time to reclaim some of that pride from the abyss. Amber gave the pitch one last, lingering appraisal. Shadow Games and the world of the Old Guard are behind us, slowly dying out with the veterans of yesteryear. This is our time, now. Nomad was right. The path to reclaim her life would begin here. This was her time. The road to the Free Cities Draft had begun. The Free Cities Draft was written by Sherwin Matthews and is the sole property of Steamforge Games Limited. It is reproduced here with their kind permission and their continued support. <laughs>